welcome back to another episode of People's Stories. I'm your host Priyanka Ota. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have fun listening to the session as well as probably get to know something more about this particular profession. So, yet again, thank you so much for joining. Stay tuned and have fun. A very very warm welcome to everybody listening to our episode today. I have Vidhi Ghot Gaonkar in the studio with us and actually I am very very uh, excited to talk to you Vidhi because you come from an area which is again very very untouched by me at least so Vidhi is currently working as the chief assistant director and dialogue writer with uh, Rohit Shetty <laughs> and she's done like a lot of uh, she's already worked in a lot of movies um i think vidhi will talk about everything else and uh, anybody who is interested in talking to her or you reaching out to her we will have her email in the description to the podcast so feel free to reach out to her but but before everything else vidhi thank you so much for joining us thank you priyanka thank you so much it's a it's an honor to be here and uh, i must say that you're one of the few people who's uh, pronounced my surname correctly so <laughs> thumbs up it to is. that it's a it's a tough one <laughs> it is actually a tough one i mean i think for non indians it's definitely something that would be difficult to uh, pronounce absolutely even indians even <laughs> maharashtrians can't at, at times so it's cool <laughs> <laughs> all right so with it uh, give us a short introduction about yourself where are you from you know where did you do your schooling how many people do you have in the family you know those kind of things okay so uh, i am born and brought up in indore in madhya pradesh uh, most of my maternal side uh, of the family lives here so even though we are a nuclear family we were a nuclear family growing up it felt like i grew up in a joint family so mm-hmm. my mama is here my nani who recently passed away she was here and uh, my youngest masi is here my cousins are here so every time i come back here uh, i am in indore currently so every time i'm here on a vacations like a party you know i have to like keep hopping <laughs> from one house to other yeah. and uh, eating yummy food and you know get, getting pampered so i love being here uh, i studied here uh, in indore uh, till 12th standard in a school called the daily college which is uh, almost a 152 years old institution which was uh, wow uh, yeah established almost uh, during the british rule here in india mm-hmm. and i studied i'm very proud to be associated with that school uh, after that i uh, studied biotechnology genetics uh, in a college called holkar science college again back here in indore mm-hmm. uh, it was a three year course uh, it was i studied genetics and a couple of other subjects uh, and i like to tell people that i completely wasted a seat there <laughs> 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 So, so yeah, and uh, while I was in college, actually, it's uh, in short, I'll tell you an interesting story. So uh, we used to have like a seven to two uh, college timing, right, in the morning. So around the end of my first year, uh, there was uh, Radio Mirchi's first radio station station was established in Indore. So they okay. had this uh, Radio Mirchi RJ hunt happening in the city. So a lot of people, like almost two hundred to three hundred people, participated in it. And my college friends at the time, so I was very like you know fond of talking and interacting with people. And I was a social person, so they pushed me that you know you should participate in this. And I I like submitted my form. I got selected and mm-hmm. you know uh, passed through levels, and I came in the top ten. 
Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was quite a thing for me. And uh, at the time, uh, you know, when I joined uh, biotechnology, my uh, future prospects were obviously the getting into a medicine medicine field or you know getting into a research field. But I never thought of entertainment as a career option. Mm-hmm. So uh, when that happened, uh, I really liked that uh, the whole journey. You know, through those couple of days that I got to meet people, interact with people. Mm-hmm. and four out of those 10 of us we became very good friends and we started an event company here in indore called ketchup entertainment and we had like this small office uh, in one of the one of the guys apartments mm. so and we used to do like small time events and stuff and we used to ourselves like uh, 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 paint posters and go paste it on the walls and stuff of the upcoming events and that's how i got into events like i got interested in events mm. and uh, then after my college uh, i moved to bombay and uh, i got a job in an event management company okay there, uh, so i mean most... let me let me just uh, stop you uh, over here because yeah, i know yeah, that you're yeah. getting into your main profession now but yes um the idea of you moving to bombay was that purely organic in the sense that okay i right now i'm doing event management here and then i have to do like i should grow to a bigger level maybe get more exposure was that the idea behind moving to bombay at the first place yeah i mean you know uh, by the end of my college uh, third year i already knew that i wanted to do something in the field of entertainment i didn't know yet what but mm-hmm. uh, i really liked you know getting out there on the field and you know interacting with people and uh, doing what we did in events so mm-hmm. initial thought was an event management at that time was a very upcoming new field so uh, small cities didn't really uh, encourage people or there weren't any courses or there mm-hmm. weren't event companies in small cities so bombay mm-hmm. delhi were the only places where there were big establishments where events uh, on a big scale would happen mm-hmm. so by default bombay was a was an option and i had a couple of friends there so i went to bombay for a week to explore job opportunities and there okay. were pretty yeah that's how i landed in bombay uh, by getting a job there and and how what was the reaction of your parents for example because i think you chose biotechnology because of the scope and you know of the steady yeah. life that you would get so how how did your parents react to the, the whole thing actually i have to say like uh, you know I've, i'm i'm every uh, kid says that but i'm very very lucky to be blessed uh, with such parents because my father has always always like throughout my school life also has encouraged me to just uh follow my heart and do what i wanted to do even if other pe- it was not a usual thing or it was something off from normal mm. so uh when like when i uh, got into events by default uh, you know because of this radio mirchi thing so they used to be like ha theek hai kar rahi hai kuch you know they mm. she's going out there and doing this crazy thing but you know where is this going to lead to and then i was always uh, the kind who would like you know go out there and see acha like when i i wanted to make sure that when i move out of the city that i don't have to like depend on my parents money agar main mm. jaake you know i want to go earn my own uh, money and spend my own money mm. so that ways they were very encouraging they like okay you go out there and you know we are there uh, to help you to support mm. you to guide you and but you just do whatever you feel like so i was very lucky and blessed that way that in mm. fact my dad came to drop me for the first time uh, when i moved to bombay mm. it was my first flight uh, ride as well so i was very excited <laughs> do you have any siblings uh, in your family like i do close? i have a younger brother i have a younger brother okay okay all right 
okay um all right so then let's continue with um your journey in bombay so you moved there and you were looking for event management right yeah so i uh, joined there as a project manager in a, a event management company i worked with them for almost a year year and a half and i used to make presentations so now i'm fantastic with ppts <laughs> because of one year <laughs> of experience but uh, eventually like you know i got bored because it was it became too monotonous and you know sitting in front of the computer and stuff and i was always like an outgoing field job kind of a person mm-hmm. so but like at that time it was important to even uh, get the salary to survive in the city so mm-hmm. my first salary was 11000 rupees and my house rent was 7 so i wow. barely had anything left with yeah. me so just like you know continued uh, but then i was like yaar like i don't want to live like this anymore at least you know little little better lifestyle so then i started looking for more jobs and then my second job was actually a stock broking firm which is uh, close to what you do really <laughs> so, yeah and i reached this office like i reached the, their office and i'm like shit nervous because i'm like what if they ask me something about stocks and i don't know nothing <laughs> so i was so nervous i i got into my he was the marketing head of that company and i got into his office and the first thing i told him was before he could even ask me my name i was like sir i want to tell you something that i don't know nothing about stock market and i don't know, <laughs> i'm i'm here just because of the salary and he laughed you know and he was like you know we actually wanted somebody who knows nothing about the stock market because they were at that point of time trying to uh, have events to multiply their franchises and stuff so they wanted oh, somebody okay. from a creative background to mm-hmm. you know set up this stalls and ha- do exhibitions and stuff Hmm. so it was great like that was a great ice breaker between hmm. us hmm. and and I then you worked, worked them. that okay hmm. yeah i worked with them for almost again 2 years i was with them okay but obviously i and how old how old were you uh, at that time because it looks like you were also exploring you know you were also yes. looking yes, for what works for you hmm. very much this was in the year 2006 uh yeah so and i'm 38 now so okay <laughs> do your math <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so then after yeah. that um how so how 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 does the journey look like for you to get into what you're doing right now yeah so so you know by that time i was almost 3 years uh, into like being in bombay and i was still like you know very lost honestly speaking hmm. so um you know i like everybody who i talk to about my journey i tell them one thing that with me uh, everything has happened very like you know that's why i believe in fate a lot and destiny a lot because it's just uh, there has been this guiding power in my life who's guided me to where i am today professionally mm-hmm. so uh, just around the time where when i was completing like a year and a half in this company called saregama uh, again i was a project manager over there and uh, i was like very uh, depressed and you know thinking of going back to indore and starting something new and stuff and just when i was about to uh, quit on uh, there uh, there's a uh, there's a very close friend of mine who lives in delhi uh, shantanu his best friend uh, he was doing a documentary film and mm. uh, he was sorry he was doing a film and uh, uh that's when shantanu called me and he says yo you know this kind of mine is doing this film and would you like to like you know uh, meet him and be a part of it and stuff 
and for me it was like a very far fetched thing you know because I, i knew nothing about the film industry at all mm-hmm. so i met him and we just like hit it off really well and you know he told me about his project and all and he asked me to you know join him and so i used to like go to office in the morning and then evening after office i used to go and we used to research on even he was very young and new at that point of time Hmm. so he also knew nothing he was just learning about the industry so you know all night till till we hours uh, like 2 or 3 at am in the morning we used to google and you know search for how music uh, direction kya hota hai and you know how music recording is done and how hmm. movies are marketed how movies are made and that's how like we got really into the whole process and uh, then once uh, things uh, caught like start started uh, moving um you know we started getting busier and busier with the project and that's when um i decided that you know i can't do both like i have to mm. put my energy into one thing mm. so i uh, put in my papers and i joined that film full time that uh, movie was called asma uh, which okay. released in 2009 and that was really like uh, that's like on the set of asma is where i found my calling of uh, being a director mm. so That so what like what is it that you uh, that you like like can you like pinpoint and say one or two things about it that are like extremely fascinating to you yeah so um when i was on the set initially so i we basically i was all over the place because initially it was just shubh was this friend of mine uh, so shubh and i managing and shubh i and he had a couple of other uh, uh, members of his team who were actually practically handling everything right from you know scripting to music to marketing to production everything mm-hmm. so um during that process like after we finished the entire pre production we actually went on floor and he actually decided to launch himself as an actor in that film so when we went on floor and when like you know i was a part of each and every department but there was something that he kept pulling me uh towards the direction uh, side mm-hmm. of it and mm-hmm. you know i just love the idea of uh, translating uh, stories on screen you know with the medium of dialogue visuals songs mm-hmm. and it just like kept getting alive like i used to start uh, thinking of my alternate story lines you know like if, if a scene was going on on set so i would think of how i would sh- show the scene or how I, how i would perceive the scene or how i would write the scene Mm-hmm. and that's how slowly and steadily like i used to every day look forward to going to set and i used to like enjoy uh, being there on set and you know looking at those uh, experiencing uh, all of that on mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. so that's when i felt that okay like i've never felt this ever before in my other jobs where you know okay. enthusiastic like waking up every day and looking forward to going to set that's so, so nice i mean yeah. so basically this was bringing energy to you right i mean you were excited Absolutely. over that's so nice i i yeah. there are so many people who are working in their jobs and they they are just doing it you know just just Absolutely. getting up every day and doing it but if i may ask like where was the money coming up coming from because you guys were like making this film and um, it was all for, like first timers not not a lot Absolutely. of experience is what i understand correct so um money in terms of you're saying for the film yeah yeah for for the film for everybody who was walking around any okay, kind so, of resources that were needed so basically uh, shop this friend of mine who produced the film one of his uh, dad's 
good friends he was uh, producing the film he was putting in the money uh, okay and mm-hmm. it was his concept his story everything mm-hmm. and uh, i came on board uh, like later obviously being a part of uh, all the departments later and he was very kind enough to kind of you know just trust me with everything on set so mm-hmm. you know whether it was uh, handling the cash or whether it was you know uh, uh, just generally taking care of uh, things on set or marketing of the film right up till uh, like you know the post production selling of uh, the music rights and stuff and i learned everything about filmmaking on that film and mm-hmm. it's um, like what they say you know that what you can learn on a small budget film you cannot learn on a big budget film Mm. so and I, now i've seen both sides so i know for a fact you know what are the pros and cons of being on both the sides but my entire uh, learning in terms of uh, film film making was uh, through asma the project mm. that i did okay so uh, would you like to talk a little about for example what i have heard from this particular industry is that it's also very um uh like demanding in that sense and not everybody who comes here reaches to to that level right because i mean there are a lot of people who are who are exploring um becoming an actor or a director or or a writer or something like that but not everybody is reaching that level do you do you see any kind of similarities between people who are able to you know make that cut and people who are not or is it just pure luck see luck has a very big role to play i have to say because uh, there are so many talented people out there it's crazy like every day i get so many scripts i get uh, profiles of so many actors like you know uh, because i also uh, cast for our films mm-hmm. uh, so i get so many profiles and so many scripts and so many writers and so many good technicians out there mm-hmm. but unfortunately now thanks to ott uh, a lot of people are getting work but um, uh, networking plays a very big role uh, that mm-hmm. i have realized uh, in mm-hmm. the industry uh, obviously like you know sometimes you're lucky enough to get picked up uh, uh, because of sheer talent and because people have you know good word of mouth for you mm-hmm. but uh, knowing somebody in a certain place definitely uh, has a very big role to play in our industry mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. okay so yeah because you know like in a 9 to 5 job you will you'll have like these hr agencies where you can send your uh, uh, profiles and stuff and based on your years of experience they'll call you in for an interview and yeah. then a second round third round and then mm. an interview with the ceo so that's the norm but here in the industry there are no openings as such like there's no not a singular body where you can go and you know yeah, ask exactly. for work exactly yeah. so right. you need to like have that network and i think a lot of patience right because oh yeah <laughs> a lot of people would be i mean from from networking perspective as well because right now you said that you would re- you would be receiving profiles of so many people right Absolutely. so obviously it's not humanly possible to um, to reach out to everybody and see if they are really talented or is it just on yeah. the papers or something like that absolutely so crazy. yeah <laughs> that's the thing i mean this looks like a very uh, it's not like a linear path that you can follow right it's a non linear very uh, and you also have to be hard working in that sense and determine that you have to yeah. you know go go out every day and meet more people and find your i don't know find that one thing that probably could give you um, that kind of exposure 
so um uh, in fact you know uh, sorry to cut you off uh, there was this one gentleman uh, who came to our office like once he was sitting in the lobby and he must be about say like 50 55 years of age and uh, i just walked into our office and you know he uh, caught hold of me and he's like hey, oh beta i wanted to just you know send you my profile and stuff i'm an actor and i used to be a junior artist and stuff and he says that uh, uh, you know it's been 35 years since i've been struggling uh, to get a role but i've never faced a, faced the camera even once so can you wow. please help me and i was amazed i was amazed like you know in 35 years he's not given up uh a single day and now still he's going into production houses and asking like struggling for work um yeah i mean uh, as i said earlier it looks very demanding right yeah. so um if i talk about your profession like the assistant director profession that you you are associated to how does a first of all how, what's the most streamlined way to get into this area like um you already said there's no degree or you don't know one body that basically functions what is yeah. the way to become an assistant director if somebody wants to um see you have to start from uh, scratch so there is like i said there is no course of course there are like there are film institutes and stuff uh, who teach you the basic technicalities of filmmaking mm. Mm. which comes in handy if uh, like you you are you are thrown into a like a, a fresher into a, a big production but like mm-hmm. for me i had no idea when i on my first movie uh, then when i joined rohit so uh, uh, the first job that i got was that to uh, there's something called as a clap i don't know if you're aware so is that you know is that a rectangular board where, which they use ah, to, okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's for every assistant director you have to start uh, from being a clap boy or a clap girl so okay <laughs> yeah so that's how you learn the basics of you know lensing and where to hold the clap and stuff and then slowly and steadily with every movie you learn other technical aspects of it so mm-hmm. um so yeah uh, like people who have been to film schools they are taught these basic technical things mm-hmm. but uh, i don't think uh, people who have have no experience are any different from them who do because okay. uh, like 90% of the things you learn on job as as any as for any profession <laughs> i feel like Absolutely. okay so how does your typical work day look like like starting from the morning up until evening okay so um usually if it's a morning uh, call time like a 7 o'clock call time um we reach there like um, we are a group of about 9 assistant directors now so we go there uh the previous day we have uh, like you know prepped for the coming days shoot where uh, rohit already tells us you know tomorrow what's the first shot that he wants us to set up mm-hmm. so we go there we uh, check on, check on all the actors if they've come to their vanities if they are ready then we go into the costume department we make sure that all the costumes are ironed and sent to the actors uh, we coordinate with the hair makeup departments that they have they've got all the actors ready then we move on to the set then on the set we need to make sure that all the required props are there arranged mm. then we set up the cameras uh, like you know if there are multiple cameras we set them up as per what was decided the previous day mm. and then we set up the shot uh, we bring in all the junior artists we give them uh, positions as to you know what they are supposed to do which way they are supposed to walk and then we um, do a dry rehearsal without the actors 
we record uh, the rehearsal on something called as a video assist and then we wait for sir to come in and he he looks at the rehearsal and then if the rehearsal is fine or if there are any changes he'll tell us the changes and then they, he asks us to call the actors to set then when the actors come in they see the rehearsal and don't they know exactly what they're supposed to do ah, so, okay okay usually that's how it works yeah all right so is this like for every single scene that we see in a movie that this Everything. is the process that really every single <laughs> shot every single shot that you see not just wow. a scene yeah. i mean and also so you would you would do this for all the actors involved like the main ones of course but also the um the supporting actors or yes okay i mean that's the thing that we follow on our set every set has their different style of working but mm-hmm. uh, with us that's the way that we work so that everybody like before the director comes on to the set he knows that everything is set everything is ready hmm. so that's how we work so you would be very closely interacting with all these big shots right the directors the actors and all of that do you feel like fancy about it <laughs> No actually you know it's been so long I've been uh, working with sir for almost more than 12 years now so mm-hmm. and uh, usually like uh, if you've seen all of Rohit sir's films there are a lot of uh, repeating actors in our movies so like we like to call them our ration card actors <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so they are pretty much like family now like you know we know each other so well and you know we work uh for so many on so many films together so it's mm. uh, pretty uh like there's no glam quotient left anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right and typically i mean uh, also for example rohit shetty's movies are always usually um i mean i don't want to kind of put it in a box but from what i remember i think most are action based uh yeah. with a comic uh angle to it right yeah. so um does that i mean so what i'm trying to get to is when you are working as an assistant director in a certain kind of movie is it like you are specializing in that area and then if you have to get into for example a rom-com or into a horror or that kind of genre then you need some other kind of experience is it like that or is it like super flexible and also i mean uh, creative from that perspective like imagination based right no so uh, basically the basic rules of filmmaking remain the same hmm. uh, the genres change like for instance uh, golmal three was a hardcore comedy film bol bachan was a hardcore comedy film singham was a hardcore action film hmm. uh, moving from there to uh, a chennai express was a typical romcom so we have worked across the genres it's hmm. uh, basically the director's vision and the director's expertise in how he tells the story on screen Mm-hmm. so you don't need to uh, like you know have a a different kind of schooling for different genres it's just uh, the basics of telling a story that you need to know and that's it okay so um now that we've spoken about um you know the fascination about this area let's talk about the challenges so what is that what are those things that you find challenging in this job um challenging well um first and foremost um, the industry is uh, kind of known for the erratic uh, timing <laughs> <laughs> so that definitely uh, is a challenge because uh, uh, 
in terms of the working hours and stuff you know they are very long hectic uh, working hours mm-hmm. there's a lot of physical hard work involved because you have to be on your toes the whole time literally like you know the only time that uh, we actually sit sometimes not even that is while we are having lunch through the day oh okay so otherwise we are constantly on a move like you know, we have to you know coordinate everything and be on everybody's heads and get work uh, done Yeah. So that ways it's pretty pretty challenging. But having said that, um, if you really really enjoy your work the way that I do, mm. I don't feel the fatigue at all at the end of the day. Like in fact, when uh, after you hear pack up and you you know uh, get back into your car and you're going back home, you just like feel so satisfied that oh it was mm. a good day. So <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, and and so, are you usually also going to these um like I I also know from outside that there are a lot of parties and, and you already mentioned there are a lot of networking that happens. So is that also um like a part of the profession because it has to it has to be that way, right? So yeah, a lot of parties happen, but uh, so uh, we have been like I'll talk about only our group of ADs because we have been schooled under Mr. Shetty. and uh, he is not a party animal at all so <laughs> that's why like by default uh, we don't really go to any filmy parties and stuff we don't have any uh, in our uh, uh, group the only parties we have are in our little direction room <laughs> mm. on the set or in the office and we are very happy nine of us uh, partying with each other all the time and just <laughs> so you know you you moment. found your cozy corner and you don't Absolutely. really need anybody <laughs> more or right. and it's 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 a crazy cozy corner like they're all <laughs> mad people <laughs> i can imagine but so in general uh, how does the progression look like so right now you're working as an assistant director like where do you see yourself like i don't know in 5 10 years um would you become like a director or is there some other path that you can take no like people can really choose any path i personally want to be a writer director i want to write my own movies and like you know tell my own stories and uh, direct them on screen mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who you know like for example ranbir kapoor he was an assistant director on savaria mm-hmm. but uh, he wanted to like eventually move on to becoming an actor mm-hmm. there's uh, a lot of people like uh, one of my rakhi brothers actually he was an assistant with us but now uh, he's doing a movie as an actor so uh, it's a, it's beneficial for to be actors also because they learn a lot about the technicalities and hmm. behind the lens so hmm. it helps them when they are performing in front of the camera okay so that a lot of people go on to becoming full time writers a lot of people find their um, uh, calling in editing hmm. uh, so they can actually eventually choose whatever path they want to but usually assistant uh, assistant directors uh want to become directors hmm uh, okay but yeah. i mean um yeah. i am I, i'm going to ask a question which you can choose not to answer if you don't like, if you don't like the question <laughs> <laughs> but basically um do you see like in the industry because you you're talking about names for example who already have a very good back, backing right so people mm-hmm. would definitely you know give them the opportunities do you see there is any kind of friction or ugliness um in you know non known people coming in the industry i mean of course we have some exceptions that all of us know but mm-hmm. you would you know this from inside right so uh, do you see any kind of friction or ugliness or um i don't know 
going out of your way to to you know move from one place to the other place no no not at all not at all Mm-hmm. because like in terms of if you if you're asking about actors um we or have, even directors uh, for example i mean um, yeah so no no we have uh, like we've cast so many people like so many marathi actors or so many uh, people who uh, are absolute freshers who've never like you know faced the camera before um who has given them uh, a chance in our movies so uh, actors wise yes like i said ki uh, this uh, uh, rakhi brother of mine he's rohit uh, has cast him in a very big role in uh, uh, in a project that we are doing so mm-hmm. uh, that ways there is no discrimination and now more so you know because of like so much content being made and you know so mm-hmm. much uh, ott like there's so many web series there are so many movies being made mm-hmm. so a lot of uh, new talents are getting chances and people who have no background uh, industry background are getting uh, i'm the biggest example i had i have no industry background at all mm. but um, i am here like you know working with the biggest director since 12 years mm. so uh, yeah i don't see that discrimination at all okay okay cool yeah. and how how is the financial aspect like um, in terms of for example money coming regularly so is it like a are you on the payroll or are you paid based on the project so uh, the usual norm in the industry is project based uh, project based payment mm-hmm. uh, all the assistants they get like there are there are assistant directors who are assigned only for pre production there are few okay. assistants who do only the shoots and few of them who handle only post production and there are few who do the whole thing like mm-hmm. the whole package so uh, everywhere you'll find different kind of uh, payment modes like some some of them are, get hired on a project basis for us uh, the core team like the nine of us we are on a payroll so mm-hmm. also because roelsers always like he always has a project going on so we've never in the past 12 years touch would been without a project mm-hmm. so even in the pandemic we were working so okay. <laughs> uh, yeah so we uh, it uh, works out perfectly for us okay um, yeah being on the on a salary All but right. otherwise outside assistant directors get paid on a project basis like for example mm. if 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 i'm an assistant director i want to uh, do a do an ad for instance mm. so ads are usually a per day thing so i'll mm. get paid on a per day basis if mm. it's a bigger project like a web series they will pay them on a uh, like if the web series is a commitment of 6 months they'll probably decide a, a lump sum figure and split it into 6 months and pay mm. them accordingly Hmm. Okay. So it's different everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. So I had like so many. I would now call them misconceptions, um, about this industry. And you are basically um crossing all of those misconceptions. It's like <laughs> no, this is not. I mean, it can be very, very stable and very, very um relaxing place to work for yeah. if you're really into. If you're really into, you know, you you drive your energy from there. So, but uh, but you were talking about a failure, for example. So, what's mm-hmm. the latest one that you remember? Um, like of course you uh, as a creative person, you expect a lot out of yourself. Like for instance, I am. um uh i made a short film uh, some time back and uh, uh i thought that it, it came out very well 
but a couple of people <laughs> yeah they said yeah it was not that good so oh i felt oh my god oh shit i felt what's the point of you know working so hard on it and all so i like uh, i was quite upset with uh, those comments for two days mm-hmm. but then i thought to myself you know th- this is a part of the growing process mm-hmm. and you know if out of 100 like tomorrow when i become a director when my film releases it's not necessary that everybody will love what i'm making mm-hmm. like you know there there are people who don't like bahubali or there mm-hmm. are people who don't like titanic mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's a bad film mm-hmm. so so yeah you uh, uh, you should learn how to extract the positivity out of the criticism that you're getting mm. and uh, luckily so like all the people who said it were very close to me so i only took the good uh, uh, from that mm. but mm. there will be people uh, later in life who'd like be really nasty towards you yeah. or you know very rude or very mean yeah. so how Where do you filter that out Yeah so yeah. i mean where do you like the the quality that you're talking about right now it's like i think one of the very important things that people should kind of have in them because there is negativity all around all of us absolutely absolutely how how did you develop this thing in yourself like is it a constant thing that you are trying every single day or are you driving this from somebody else like as an example in your life or something like that I think uh, I work on it every single day because I'm a very emotional person per se. Mm. So I get affected by a lot of things like good things, bad things both. Like you know mm. if I'm if something good happens I'm like too emotional about it. If something bad happens I'm too emotional about it. So mm. I'm I, every day I try to balance myself uh, in a way where uh, you know to 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 te- uh, to be satisfied with uh, in a for one what you have. Hmm. and also to like you know a lot of times you get bothered by uh, other people for instance like you know if uh, there are two people uh, on the same path or the, or the hmm. same journey hmm. and suddenly the other person starts getting more attention more work or more success than you hmm. so hmm. you start undermining yourself ki oh did i fall short somewhere or have, have i deteriorated hmm. so one thing that i constantly strive uh, is to to you know have a competition with yourself instead mm. of uh, competing with somebody else mm. because competing with somebody else will always leave you uh, disappointed with yourself or question yeah. yourself but if you're competing with yourself so you're just bettering yourself with yeah. every step so and especially positive yeah i i was just going to say especially in an industry which is like so um open you know like like yeah. it's not only close the close people who know you will know your failures it's like 10000 more people who will see stuff yes. and they'll they'll judge and criticize so i think this Absolutely. is definitely needed for for yeah this industry for sure um so um would you would you say that you are successful right now yes and, and how nice. like what are the parameters that you are using to call yourself successful i think um uh, i'm happy i'm uh, every day i wake up feeling good about myself and um, i can you know um, make my parents happy make my loved ones happy feel, uh, feel they are proud of me for who i am hmm. and not just uh, because of the tags attached to me but just for like you know uh, simple things that i'm able to do the human being you are am. yeah <laughs> so that i feel that i am successful <laughs> so, so nice. if i'm able to yeah make them happy i'm successful 
All right. I mean, that that sounds like really um, very basic stuff that, that a lot of people kind of forget to look at, you know, because Absolutely. every time you're measuring success, like a lot of people would, would base, that, base it on, for example, the level you are at, the money you are making, you know, the external, external externalities to, uh, to it, and then it becomes complicated. So before we wrap up, uh, a last question that I am super interested to know is, how does your morning routine look like? Morning routine? Oh, so <laughs> uh, right now, since I'm in Indore, uh, like I told you in the beginning of this interview, I'm a night bird. So when I'm, especially when I'm writing, like currently I'm writing a film, uh, dialogues for a rom-com film. So I like to write uh, after the world is sleeping mm. and I have no distractions. So I usually sleep at around 2 to 30 and then I wake up at around say 9.30, quarter to 10, uh, have a nice cup of tea with my mom, dad, chit chat, gossip, joke around. Uh, <laughs> dad always has some gyan to give. Uh, so, you know, take in that gyan. And uh, then I get on to my day's activities. Mm. Uh, then I like to break my writing uh, two hours before lunch and two hours after lunch. And now that I'm here on a vacation, I like to take my afternoon nap, mm. <laughs> which is very refreshing. Mm. And uh, yeah, and then maybe watch some movie or uh, off late, I've been reading a very nice uh, novel. Mm. So yeah, so I look forward. It's called uh, The Geography of Things. It's very nice. I think I've heard the name Geography of yeah. Things. It, yeah. it picks up like one specific topic and talks a lot about, about that topic, right? It's it's a fictional book. It's about a road trip. Uh, ah, like, okay. Uh, no, then it's something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And how does it look yeah. like in Bombay when you, are, when you are in your work mode, you know, uh, there? Oh my God. You know, I was just telling my mom actually this morning that... Uh, time flies in Bombay man it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy like people say that uh, they call Bombay a fast city for a reason because mm. like before you know the day is over so uh, usually <laughs> when when we have office um, we have to be in office at around 10 30 11 in the mm. morning mm. and uh, then we have a couple of meetings and we have uh, some discussions currently we are working on a web series for Amazon Prime so uh, we sit on scripting, script corrections and stuff. And uh, the day goes by like that. We come back mm. home at about, say, 9.30, at night mm. and uh, get dinner, maybe watch something on TV and go to sleep. <laughs> Super busy day. It looks like a very oh, busy yeah, day to yeah. me. <laughs> very, very busy. <laughs> All right, Vedi. I think it was a wonderful conversation I had with you. And Thank I got to know so many things about the industry as such. So thank you so much for your time. Thank and you. Pleasure. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> See you. Bye.